Andrea, and we are Wait, Tell Me Everything. Yeah, yeah. We're, if you're back for episode three, thanks for coming back for another round. We are um, we're settling into this routine now, I think. Yeah, although the taping is, the schedule is a little off this week for we talk about later, so. Yeah, we're, we're taping a day early. Um, to say that I, I feel like I've gotten myself together. Um, episode one, I was um, coughing <laughs> throughout the episode. Uh, episode two, I was making all sorts of noises in the background and trying to get acclimated to recording in my car. Um, um, and then I also noticed. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Darth Vader breathing on my part. Okay. Um, and I was like, "Why is Darth Vader? Oh, that's me." <laughs> um, so I'm gonna try to manage that. I'm not. My water's all poured. My Bluetooth is not gonna connect in the car because I've disconnected it. So I'm gonna do better this time. That's my that's my resolution. That's my New Year's resolution for episode three is to just do better. Do better yeah <laughs> are you doing better well, thank you it's late here i'm gonna try it to is up the energy a little bit it's been a long day for me um and i'm sipping on a red, red i was gonna say red cup but it's actually a blue cup of um of moscato i'm sorry i <laughs> Is that going to up the energy? I don't know that that's how that works. It's not going to up the energy, but when we're done, I will be able to go to sleep. So there, there, yep, there. That's yeah. That's um, planning. That's what we call planning ahead, folks. Yeah, exactly. And Moscato. I know people will be like, <gasps> clutch the pearls. Um, I love wine. I love good wine, but mm-hmm. the occasional glass of Moscato. There's nothing wrong with it. I support it. I support the occasional glass. Come on. Yeah. Come on. And we've gone to some, like, really great, like, wineries and wine kind of tastings. And, yeah. Absolutely. We know our um, our wine, but I'm sorry. Yeah. We know our Pinot Noir from our Pinot Gris. Yes. And, um, yeah. I don't care. Like... <laughs> we don't we don't care what you think out there yeah and this is not like a you know i'm not defending myself i'm just kind of i am explaining a little bit too much uh, <laughs> you are you're just a little but it's okay yeah kind of a little unlike me but yeah that's what i'm drinking out of my blue cup because i'm fancy <laughs> the blue cup really just adds this little touch right there yeah because you know what are you going to drink moscato out of besides a blue cup or <laughs> Yeah, so you got to drink it like the punch that it actually is. (laughs) Exactly. Although, like, I still have, like, a million 
Kristen's 40th birthday wine glasses. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yes. Courage. I still have like maybe maybe 10 because I had to order more than, you know, like I had to order like a minimum amount. So, um sure. Yeah. So I still have quite a few in there in storage, so going to break a couple of those out at some point. Yeah, so terrific. So what's been going on in the news? In the news. Well, first, happy new year, everybody. Happy 2018. I wish I had a little. Yeah. (laughs) Woo. There we go. That's our, that's our, (laughs) our noise makers. Um, Welcome. Welcome to 2018. Uh, Here in California, we are uh, opening the year as, as every state, obviously, you open the year with new laws that are that become law or get get actually activated as laws, things that were voted in or whatever. And the much awaited new law in California is um, the legalization of marijuana. Mm-hmm. Much, much, much anticipated change um, that's come after basically about oh, 20 years, I think, of um, the state well, 20 years since the state allowed it, we, we were the first state um, to allow the medical use mm-hmm. of marijuana. And then that's kind of where we've stayed. In the meantime, uh, many other states have joined along with regard to allowing the, the medical use of pot. Um, and some others have gone ahead and legalized the recreational use. But... Uh, but we've we've not we've not done that up until now. So technically, the law is now technically in effect. Like we actually passed it a while back. Yeah, because I I voted in that election where I was on the um, ballot. I know there needed to be a little bit more like studies about mm-hmm. um you know because I know I remember going to kind of a forum where they talked about all the propositions or whatever and. It was kind of like, you know, would this would would be the impact on kind of like accidents and uh-huh. um so I know there need to be a little bit more um research and study and also just kind of changing a lot of um, you know, governmental things, kinda of, you know, the kind of putting things in place actually takes a little bit of time. So I know that that yeah. Was yeah, and it's actually it's still kind of slowly rolling out so now it is legal in california for adults 21 and older um to um to smoke marijuana and individuals can grow up to six plants and you can have as much as an ounce of the drug on your possession in your possession um but um the retail outlet portion of it is the part that's kind of having a slower rollout um Right at the top of the year, like as on New Year's Day, there was only 90 businesses that had received their actual state license. And they were concentrated in like San Diego, Santa Cruz, San Francisco Bay Area and Palm Springs. So, um, yeah, <laughs> shocking. Um, San Francisco, definitely no big surprise there. Santa Cruz, no big surprise there. Um so yeah, Northern California just puffing it out New Year's Day. Um and then um it's um and really in LA and the actual um 
San Francisco City itself, um, it, recreational pot's not going to be available right away because of local regulations that um, are, are still getting put in place where in just in terms of like the city issuing uh, the licenses that are needed to get the state permits. So okay. it's basically bu- like California bureaucracy. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why it took so long, I thought, to kind of put these in place for that. But of course, you know, I worked in government for a while. Like everything takes much longer than they anticipate. Um, so what about like places that were like medicinal um, dispensaries? Like did some of them, are like some of them turning into kind of just like the regular retail or are they staying like medicinal dispensaries, you know? I haven't seen anything specifically about that, but you do need the permit, the license and the permit for the recreational type. And that's separate from the medical one. So I, my, my understanding would be that if you are already uh, the owner of a shop that has, you know, that dispenses medical marijuana, that's all fine and good. But if you also want to carry the other product as well, you're going to have to, you know, get that license and permit. I think of it similar as kind of like how, you know, how some places serve alcohol and they have a license for, you know, wine mm-hmm. and beer, but not spirits, you right. know? So, um, so I feel like it's probably going to be very much the same thing. Like they have to go through whatever process, apply for whatever licenses in order to get the state permit that says that it's okay for you to carry both. Okay. You know what? Speaking of new laws, I hate to hijack the news section. I'm <laughs> bring this up because it made me think of this. Like you said, like at the beginning of the year, there are all these new laws. And I know this is something I think we discovered on my um, birthday trip to Portland. We went wine tasting again. Wine. Um, <laughs> that, you know, like in Oregon, remember they couldn't pump their own gas? Oh, yes, yes, and that's all in the news now up there. Yes. and, like, that was almost, like, my viral thing. I had actually forgot about it, but um, there was, it was, like, the most hysterical, like... Oh, hysterical! ...responses to Yes! People. So, so it was, like, if your only, like, marketable skill is pumping gas, you need to move to Oregon, like, right away. People <laughs> were freaking out. There's like a six year one was like, I've never pumped gas in my whole life, and I just don't know. I don't want to smell like gas and all this. And people were like, Well, what about the children? It's unsafe to leave our children in the car and go and pump gas, and you know, blah 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 blah. You know, how can you be like a proper parent? So it was like. Okay, so all the other states. Right, like the forty, the 48 other states where, because it's really only Oregon and New Jersey, it was my understanding, right? That are the two states where you're not allowed. I didn't know the other one was, but. It was New Jersey, it's New Jersey because um, one, um, one of our residents at my job last year was telling me that like it, it, New Jersey is the same thing. Um, and I was like, that is so, like, I'm not like, I get it like I, I hate pumping gas like right. I would love I would love for there to be full service stations like if there was an option for a full service station or a full service island at stations like there used to be you best believe I would be pulling up to the full service station and paying whatever little extra so that I didn't, didn't have to pump my gas but I mean in the list of first world problems like this one doesn't even make the list for me 
It was so hysterical. It was like, yeah, like, you know, the vagrants who are, you know, hanging out. Oh, the crime-infested areas. I was like, what is going on in Oregon? Y'all got it like that, (laughs) where you can't get out of the car for three minutes? (laughs) What is happening? Someone's going to abduct your children. Right. They're going to murder you, abduct your children. I I don't understand. Like, what's the quality time is taking place in that three minutes that you can't be away from your children in the podcast? It was all hysterical. But anyway, but yeah, that just made me think about that. I was like, oh, Oregon, you're so funny. They're so special. I It just, it, it seemed like such an overreaction. And But I will say, I do, I, I think... If there's enough of a demand for it, there probably still will be some full service stations. But oh, really, what... find out how much more they're going to have to pay. Right, that's the thing. Pay. That's the that's thing, and that's what happened in California, or at least in LA. We used to have full service stations. We used to have full service islands, and yeah, those I, slowly my, but surely went away. If my mom was by herself, she'll pull into the full service. Sometimes my dad, when he didn't feel like getting out the car, he would, do, you know, do full service to it. Like, I remember that growing up, but. Mm-hmm, me too. I was, and my father was handicapped, so he couldn't pump his own gas. He didn't have enough strength in his upper body to do um, his own gas. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when I was little, we would go to the full service station. Now, when I got older, you know, the minute, uh, yeah, the minute I got old enough to like <laughs> learn how to do it. He was like, "Great, you're getting out to get gas or whatever." So it's probably part, probably part of my trauma. Why I don't why I hate getting gas? It was a lot harder then too, because remember, uh, the old cars had the um, gas tank under and behind the license plate, so you had to pull the license plate out. Oh, it was a whole yeah, thing. That, but I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a whole. It was much more cumbersome than it is today. Have, in Portland, don't they all have like? Smart cars, or you know, like... yeah. Don't they all drive Priuses? Come on, right. come on. <laughs> Stop playing. Stop playing, Oregon. <laughs> you know, you all are driving around with your Bernie Sanders sticker still on the back of your Prius, plugging in and unplugging. So stop, stop playing. You're crazy. <laughs> marijuana. Marijuana, pop your own gas. This is what's happening. So yeah, so um, so that so that that's what's happening here um, in California, and there you know there. I think it's going to be uh, an interesting trial period of seeing how this works, and I think you know it's the same as before it was voted in. Um, organizations like the California Police Chief Association and other such organizations are still have the same concerns that they did before with regard to the regulation with um, in, in terms of DUIs, you know, um, stone drivers, the risk to younger people, the cost of, of both policing the new regulations in addition to the existing black market. Because one of the things that they're saying is that um, you know, there's certain strains of marijuana that are more problematic than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, um, so there's right now you can sell what you're what you're growing like it's 
it's legal, but they're there's they're gonna start putting in place uh, regulations um, slowly but surely that help. Um, you know that will require like testing for potencies, testing for pesticides, um, looking for other contaminants, and that there'll be a program in place to track all the pot from seed to sale, basically. And that's going to be phased in along with other protections like childproof containers. So it's going to get the retail piece of it is going to get exponentially more expensive. Um, And of course it's California. So, you know, there's going to be taxes and fees that raise the cost. (laughs) Um, And they're saying that they're going to have to pay for all those new um, marijuana, um, staff like this is going to require like you know Uh a lot of administrative um people like to kind of put these programs in place so Uh it's going to be costly so yes those taxes are going to be um something else i wonder what else what what yeah i'm gosh i'm glad i'm gone yeah it's going to be interesting yeah because it's gonna you know so there's going to be some of those taxes and fees will be attached to the actual sale of the retail pot itself. And they're estimating that to up the price of pot by 70%. Oh, yeah. So the black market's still going to be there. The black market's still going to be there. So, you know, so part of the, you know, the uh, law enforcement's issue is, you know, the black market's not going to go anywhere because at some point the price, it's going to be price prohibitive for certain people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you think about the pot-smoking population, <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be cost-prohibitive for the good chunk of that population, you know, in terms of folks that are just regularly using recreational pot. Mm-hmm. Um, Although you'll be surprised by the number of people and who. No, I'm not saying that there's only a certain type of person that smokes pot, but I, if you're, like... If you're just your average Joe, like you, you know, you're just kind of blunting out every day. Um, you probably don't have the most like lucrative, like you know, you're not like out there hustling and making money. Okay. Um. And um. Not like that. Not to where you can afford it to, to be seventy percent more, co- you know, more than what you're paying for it. Yeah, unless you're Snoop Dogg. Unless what? Unless you're Snoop Dogg. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's people in all walks of life and all, whatever. Like, there's, yeah, that's a whole other, yeah. He clearly can, yeah, he's fine. Uh, <laughs> so what so, else is going on in the world? Um. So, yeah, so that's that. And then, um. so that's California. Nationwide, I'm sure everyone has already been talking about this. It's our... Our president, um, God, he's just so problematic. So um, if you haven't already heard, you're aware that um, at the beginning of the week, I mean, he just could not just start the year off chill. Um, Speaking of marijuana. (laughs) You know, someone passed him a joint. (laughs) Somebody. He needs to just go chill somewhere because. He's going to get us all killed. So, oh, yeah, we're all going to die. We're all going to die, and it's going to be his fault. I have big plans for 2018, and <laughs> he's going to rule them all because he's going to kill us. 
we're yeah we're gonna we're gonna die in a big puff of uh, nuclear nuclear mushroom cloud so um so yeah so just the other day um yesterday actually um it was uh, the 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 previous day january 1st north korean leader kim jong-un said that he has um a button ready to launch nuclear weapons that's been installed in his desk which i also again kim jong-un is absolutely insane and the fact that like you know these are the things that he gets up and talks about or whatever and so president trump in by in you know his normal form um tweeted because that's what he does he tweets um that he too has a nuclear button and the tweet was so stupid his tweet says and this is why i'm mad like nobody needed 280 characters and definitely not donald trump um his tweet says, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un just stated that the nuclear button is on his desk at all times. Will someone from his depleted and food star regime please inform him that I too have a nuclear button, but it is a much bigger and more powerful one than his, and my button works! Exclamation point. Um, I need him to not have a pissing contest <laughs> with this crazy dictator this in North Korea. <laughs> this is real life. Right. He killed his own brother. Like, right. He is not like, he's for real. He's for real. He's for real. He is absolutely for real. And he, and now obviously, and this is not the first time that he has goaded him in a no. tweet. Um, and so, I mean, and again, it's like, it, it's literally a pissing contest. It's literally yes. mine is bigger than yours. Like, that was his response. Like, I, I cannot with the level of immaturity, like, it's not even about policy issues at all with, like, for me with him. I'm just like, you're just a little kid. Like, someone has given, like, a little kid, like, a big desk and, you know, and, and like, a gavel and power, you know, like it's just—it's so problematic. I don't understand I how he still has his phone. Like, <laughs> why does he still have his phone? Big deal. When President Obama wanted to keep his BlackBerry, they were right. like, absolutely not. He finally like had his phone, but like nothing was on it to the point where Michelle Obama's like it was like a kid's phone. Like, you know, how the babies have the phone. Right, right. Like, it happens. So, like, he had his phone, but, like, he couldn't do anything. Like, he couldn't do all of that. So, I'm, like, really trying to understand how he, no one takes his phone from him to how, like, the Defense Department and the Secretary of State and, like, all these people are just, like, letting him do this and, like, not stopping him or, like, what is going on? Like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he's. I, I, I don't. There's so much I don't understand about this administration. This is definitely at the top of the list. Like why he's allowed to continue? Because it just it looks it looks bad for him personally. It looks bad for the administration as a whole. It makes the whole country look bad, and and it doesn't make any sense. Like it's such a thing that's like easily controlled by, like you said, like you don't have access, you, you don't need access to social media. You're the president of the United States. You should not have time to tweet, uh, up, you know, update Facebook statuses, you know, check your IG, whatever <laughs> like that. Those are things that are for like 
the layman <laughs> and that yeah. you, sir, are, should have, these are, these are actual, yes, you should be concerned with Kim Jong-un. You should be concerned with what's happening with him and his ability to launch, you know, nuclear weapons and uh, reach the mainland um, here in the United States. Like, those are things that you should be concerned with in, like, a real way, but not, like, in a stupid little, like, tweeting argument on Twitter. Yeah, a tweeting argument on Twitter. At this point, though, <laughs> I, him, I know that was redundant. Yeah, well, him to go play golf. Because when he's not playing golf, he's not on his phone. So oh. I am advocating he play golf every day. Every day. I mean, because like full round of golf. Like, yeah, let's try to make that happen. Cause... I feel like it'd be good for him and be good for us. It'd be good for everybody. I think it'd be good for everybody. You know, and the other issue, you know, so he's 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 done this before. He's and then he keeps calling him names. Like he he's calls him Rocket Man or Little Rocket Man. Um, he's called him short and fat. Um, it's just, I mean, it's 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 literally like middle I mean, school. Like, no one should, you know, Donald Trump should be not should not be calling anybody names. Right? Yeah. He he does not. He is he is in a glass house, and he is clearly unaware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, and then just less than two hours later, he's back on Twitter and says. Sanctions and other pressures are beginning to have a big impact. Again, can we just talk about his inability? Limited to use, vocabulary. His limited vocabulary, like his adjectives. Like, can, does he know other words for big? That like, does, can someone hand him a thesaurus, please? And you know, um, thing that kind of gets me. I was like, poor UPN. Like, he is like the worst. Um, kind of like marketing for them. Like, this is what you guys produced. Like, it's yeah. horrible. I was like, you went to, like, an amazing school, and you're, like, you have the vocabulary of a third grader. Um, um, yeah, and I'm sorry. That gives third graders a bad name, because yeah, I taught oh third grade. <laughs> I taught third grade back in the day, and that's my third five. graders. Yeah. Yeah. Five, and she has a much broader vocabulary than that. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, so... Uh, pressures are beginning to have a big impact on North Korea. Soldiers are da- dangerously fleeing to South Korea. Rocket Man, again, calling him names. Rocket Man now wants to talk to South Korea for first time. Perhaps that is good news. Perhaps not. We will see. And I'm like, why is it even? <laughs> first, that's your grand conclusion. Maybe this is good. Maybe this is bad. Like we'll that's see. your. Ana- we'll see. That's your analysis of the situation. Like. That's Stop. my analysis with no information at all. Like, I'm not getting daily briefings. I'm not in the um, situation room. And, you know, like, I am, you know, for a large part of, you know, you know, my, you know, I openly admit, I kind of, you know, dealing with my own personal stuff, I kind of, like, stuck my head in the ground for most of, the election cycle, voted, and he did all of that kind of stuff and was informed, but still, like, I was, like, for my own personal, like, well-being and self-care, I could not be engaged in all of this to the level that I'm usually engaged during an election cycle. So, it was just, like, it was too much, and I just, like, I just, uh, ugh, I just, yeah. I'm just exhausted. 
I'm tired. He, the toddler in chief is just ridiculous. He's just ridiculous. And it's so, it's an embarrassment to, um, you know, as a longtime conservative, it's an embarrassment to me. (laughs) I'm like, I can't even consider myself. Yeah, I'm just like, "Mm, no, I can't. You're not, you're not one of us. He's not a conservative. That's the thing. Like, he's not. It's usually the discussion is, because, you know, I'm pretty moderate. And the discussion is usually like conservative. And, you know, like, liberal agendas and blah, 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 Democrats, Republicans, which to me, you know, they're pretty much the same at this point um, in uh-huh. a lot of ways. But I'm like, usually it's about policy or we want this thing, but we have different approaches about the best way to get it done. It's like, I don't have to agree with you right. or your or your plans or policies, but I don't think you're going to kill us. Right. So I don't think you're, like, you know, ill-equipped to have this position. Like, I don't think you haven't dedicated your life to public service and, like, you know, or I don't even think you think you're doing what you feel is right. Like, I don't think, like, you know, like, you have these convictions, at least. Like, I feel like he has no convictions. He's not right. thinking about, you know, most people who are, you know, who have ascended to the position of president or who served in government or, you know, like public service and helping people. Like, that's one of my reasons because, you know, I've kind of been in, um, you know, kind of the public sector and government for, you know, most of my career. And, you know, I'm very much an advocate of, you know, I don't think business people make the best politicians. Because, like, you know, business and government have two different goals. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're, like, one is service, one is profit. And so, like, you have a different kind of, um, you approach things differently. And he's just, like, the... Not to say that, you know, a lot of government people don't have a business background or whatever, but I was like, he's just like the worst case scenario of that line of thinking, where it's like someone in business has no business being, you know, at, at this position in government. Like, it's right. just... Well, essentially, and like you said, it's really an issue of him not being well-rounded enough, because it's one thing to be a good businessman... Um, and have that down, but also, you know, maybe have the, like, you know, background in civics or the background in even, like, you know, know, political science or anything that, you know, where you've you've dipped into that that, um, arena to the degree which you have a working knowledge of it, you you understand it, you you know, and even though you may be coming from the... um, are, are coming from an informed place, but he doesn't even have that. So it's just he nothing. And no, like, it's, and it's awful. And again, he's, he's immature. Like these tweets are the tweets of a middle schooler. Um, you know, like it's, it's like a little, like it's cyber bullying, but you're cyber bullying a crazy dictator <laughs> who is capable of literally wiping us off the face of the earth so i need you to not bully him (laughs) on the internet (laughs) 
And what I really want is for him to stop doing things. Like, all the celebrities who took a break from shenanigans, I need him to take a break. Because I'm tired mm. of talking about him every single week. Like, he's always doing something ridiculous. Or mm. people are responding to some ridiculous thing that he's doing. Like, it's just like, enough. Yeah, it's, it's relentless. It's relentless. We're a year into this. And <laughs> it's, I'm so exhausted. It's, it's exhausting because it's like he, it's relentless. Like he does not stay off of Twitter. He, you know, like you said, it'd be one thing if it was just you're you're putting through policies, and I either agree or disagree or have some issue with portions of them, or you know, whatever. Like at least then it's just like you said, the usual political like I see it this way you see it that way but it's not even that it's just that I just object to you on just at face value (laughs) oh my gosh so we would put it you're a bad man you're a bad you're a very 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 bad man (laughs) very bad very very bad he does wrong things he does wrong things um (laughs) Let's let's dumb down our vocabulary a little bit. Let's. Try oh my gosh, I would really have to work hard to do that. So how about <laughs> that? Because I am what we call educated. Oh gosh. Oh. oh my word. So those are my two newsworthy pieces. Um, we're um, the the cloud of smoke is gathering over California, and um, and Donald Trump is still president of the united states god help us oh god help us <laughs> let's hope this russia thing something happens although i saw briefly that apparently trump supporters were saying there were too many black people in the jury or something i don't know i just kind of um passed by it briefly while i was trying to find my um celebrity nonsense so i yeah didn't <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> Long. I was like, I have enough foolishness. No more. No more. Yeah, we've, okay. we've reached our quota. Yeah, so the viral thing, so there are a couple of things. One that just happened recently, and to me it's just super silly. Well, both of them are ridiculous. So um, the first one happened, like, right after we taped, and I, like, shared with you the um um the um the Facebook kind of article about it that kind of started off last week Uh and I'm like I'm ready for next week this just happened no one I'm going to talk about so um, I'm sure you didn't read any of it I I glanced at it okay so Tamar Braxton of the Braxtons who is extra.com formerly of the real (laughs) um, posted um a post on Instagram where, you know, like, she's estranged from her husband. Um, there have been some allegations from, like, her mom. Like, I don't think she said it, but her mom and her sisters that he's put hands on her has been abusive. Uh-huh. Um, so that's that. Apparently she has, like, a restraining order against him. Uh-huh. A little acrimonious at the moment. Well, you know, at this time or whatever. Um, and so she basically... Um, put a post on Facebook that, not Facebook, on Instagram, uh-huh. that accusing her estranged husband, Vincent Herbert, who's like a manager, he kind of discovered Gaga. Okay. Some other people, so he paid. Um, um, accused him of um, impregnating another woman. 
Um, she also mentions that he violated like a restraining order and came over to the house and was arrested on Christmas Day and uh, for doing that. And she said that 2018 is a new day and she's leaving her liar and so can you. Oh, so- good. <laughs> she just released us all to do the same. Yes. She's you know, <laughs> a strong black woman and she can do it. And, you know, new day and, you know, he impregnated his... She- you know, his whore is what she referred to her as. So Ooh, okay. that was um, that was that long Instagram message. Um, so what people do on social media, you know, there was a little bit going back and forth. So um, someone mentioned the name of a woman, um, one Laura Govin. Do you know who that is? No. Okay, Laura Govin um, was on Basketball Wives LA um, along with her sister. Her sister was married to Matt Barnes who was he's kind of a journeyman like he was on um, the Lakers he's been on like so many teams like I don't even know where he is right now but I think he was recently on a team that won a championship um, Okay, in the past couple years whatever but I can't remember which one. Matt Barnes is, is nuts so um, so her sister that she's dating Derek Fisher right now too. That was a whole that's a whole other, you know, thing. But Laura Govin was um with Gilbert Gilbert Arenas, who's a former NBA player. He was last with the Grizzlies. And so apparently Tamar said that Gilbert told her that Laura was messing around with her husband Vincent. But and she so- was supposed to be with Gilbert? Like they're supposed to be dating? Who? Laura and Gilbert? No, they're not together. And it is quite oh. acrimonious. But Laura has four children with Gilbert. They have never been married, although she was on Basketball Wise LA. They were never married. He and her have like a very contentious relationship. Oh. So apparently Gilbert told Tamar that Laura's been messing around with Vincent. And so there are pictures floating around with Laura, with Tamar and Vincent hanging out, you know, at events or whatever. So it's like she's friendly with Laura. So um, basically, Tamar said that Gilbert told her that Laura was messing around with Vincent. So that was that. So Laura oh, okay. denies it. So all of this is happening via Instagram. So Laura, <laughs> right. This is how I know this because I don't know these people. Right, right, (laughs) right. So, yeah, the fact that you have this much information about strangers. Right. So, Laura denies it, and she's like, Vincent is not her type, because Vincent is, you know, Tamar loved her man, so she would call him, like, Teddy Ruxpin. You know, he's a big, cuddly guy. But, um, yeah, Vincent (laughs) is what you would call um, fine. And so, (laughs) as you will, is a very pretty woman. And, Uh you know, Gilbert's very good looking, you know, NBA player, whatever. So, not my cup of tea, but, you know, I'm sure he does quite well. So, um, she denies he's not her type at all, that she's never slept with him. She's not pregnant. She does have a man, but is not Vincent. And that Gilbert Arenas is just trying to cause problems and he needs to concentrate on paying his child support. Oh, see, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that he hasn't paid since September. So that's where 
Okay, so he's four months behind, and <laughs> this is a uh, this is just a distraction. Right. So then Gilbert gets on Instagram. Oh my word! These adults, aren't you all adults? I don't With understand. About five children between them, because I think they have like four <sighs> children together. Laura and Gilbert have about four children together. Tamar and Vincent have a son, the little okay. Tyler. And so Gilbert gets on Instagram and told her not to use him to deflect from her dirt. Um, and then he prote- proceeded to say that he had court records with her bank statements from their many, I guess, times in court, um, going back and forth or whatever. And that he has court records with her bank statements showing wire transfers from a bunch of different men. So he's basically calling her a prostitute. Which, well, you know what? He did call her a prostitute. And Wait, but how do you? How can you identify the what? Where the what, who the wire transfers are coming from? Or like, I where guess some have like names because he said that he has names. Oh my word! I cannot. Yeah, and then he said a lot more like crude things that I'm not going to talk about. Mm. And so that was, you know, them going back and forth, and then out of nowhere. Um, I think after Vincent's um, was, it came out that he was arrested on Christmas Day or whatever after Tamar's thing. One of Vincent's former artists from a group called Dream, I kind of vaguely remember Dream, like in the 90s. She got on Instagram talking about she wasn't surprised by Vincent being um, abusive or whatever to Tamar because he treated her poorly when she was his artist, you know, the way that he would talk to them or talk to her, making her lose weight, blah, blah, blah. To which Tamar responded by calling her a thirst bucket and accused her of trying to exploit her family issues to get attention. She's like, you know, stay out of this. You ain't in this. Don't be bringing up my man and blah, 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 blah. So it kind wow. of, it became like all this craziness. It was just so stupid. And I was like, why? And you were adults to the point where, like, Laura, like, turned off her comments because people were going on there, you know, the Tarmations or whatever they, tar- whatever they call themselves, Tamar's fans, you know, calling her all kinds of things. She cut off her comments on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They went on her sister's page and started making comments under her oh my Instagram. And her sister started responding back and forth. Mind you, her sister has a couple of kids, too. So all these people are parents grown grown like, folks late 30s 40s grown oh jeez. and so all of this was happening then cut to new year's eve and tamar and vincent are seen hanging out and then traveling together apparently they're going to try to be mature for their son's sake um and that you know or whatever and that this you know got out of hand and so she's also deleted her instagram tamara so, good choice, a little too late. Yeah, just how about, I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. I mean, obviously, part of it is a huge publicity thing for people, and that's part of the whole Hollywood industry thing that I'll never understand. Yeah, the like, whole, like all press, any press is good press, yeah, mm-hmm. like, but. Um, and she has a show, so I don't know if their show, I can't remember if their show is still on, because she had the show with her sister, she has the Braxton's. But then mm-hmm. there's also a Tamar and Vince show. So I don't know which, if both of those shows are still on or what's going on. But, you know, it's all kind of like, you know, people are saying, like, this is just drama for the cameras. 
Oh, it's too much. Just yeah. And then you've got a little like they, she has like a little kid with her with this guy, right? Like yeah, you said like, the toddler. Like four maybe? Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, cute little little one. Adorable Logan. Adorable. Logan. Yeah, I love that name. So super cute. So cute. So that's ridiculousness. Moving into other ridiculous that that I saw, I guess a couple of days ago or whatever. Or maybe it was yesterday, I can't remember. But um apparently there's a black Twitter boycott of the movie Black Panther. What? Wait a minute. The much anticipated Black Panther? Right. You so you've not heard about this. Okay. No, not a boycott. I hadn't really been on like today was my first day back at work, so I'm I'm still whirling from an actual eight hour day of productivity. <laughs> so so go ahead. So yeah, so apparently Michael B. Jordan was seen out with a woman who was not black, and so they're projecting that he is dating this woman. I don't think that's been confirmed or whatever. So apparently people. People are upset that he's dating a non-black woman, and um, oh, are you kidding me? And someone stated because of that they're going to, you know, apparently boycott Black Black Panther. Uh, first of all, like you know, ridiculous because he's not the only person in Black Panther, um, right? <laughs> and you are not going to steal my Black History Month joy because. You know where I'm going to be. Like, people are having, like, full-on viewing parties. Yes. Already group outings to go see this movie. Like, I applauded when I saw the trailer. And this is, like, I'm not even into superheroes. (laughs) Yeah, you don't even follow, like, this sort of thing. And you're into it. Yes. Like, I saw, like, maybe two X-Men movies. and At my behest. Right, like, like, not my thing at all. Like, I don't know how many Superman, like, Batman movies, like, you know, whatever. I think I've seen most of the Batman movies, but that's it, because I like Batman. But, like, I've seen none of the Spider-Man movies, none of the Hulk, none of of the others. So, uh, the Avengers that everyone is so excited about and I heard was horrible, like, not seeing that. So, I'm like, I don't care, but I saw that trailer... And I saw pretty much every black actor that ever acted. Yeah, that ever was, <laughs> ever in life. In one movie. <laughs> like, Angela's in it. It was Cicely Tyson in it. I could have sworn I saw Cicely Tyson in the trailer. I don't even remember, but I, I could have sworn I everybody. Um, Queen Lupita is in it. Mm. I'm like, everybody. Chad, I'm so glad, Chad, we got a, a movie besides playing some other... Um, a <laughs> Another historical figure, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, bless his heart. James Brown, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall. Yeah, I'm just glad he's like playing a fictional character. You know, I can't miss this. I can't miss him playing a fictional character. Yes, kidding? and not off of something like okay, so he's dating. Uh, like okay, like I don't, I don't I, care. I don't care. Like, I can't. Why am I? Am I, I are we actually going to be up in arms about that? It's 2018, people. And my thing is, like, um, I am not opposed to interracial dating. You know, I'm not dating someone. Like, I've dated a black person, but I was like, I, I don't care who you date. You date who you want to date. 
You date who you want to date. I'll be glad if I could get a date. And and whatever color you coming in at this point is all right by me. Yeah, my thing is, like, don't denigrate black women. That's all I ask. Right. Yeah, don't don't turn it around. Yeah. Yeah, I don't date black women because they're loud or they're this. Right, right, right. Don't do that. Like, Like, I don't care. Like, it ain't got to do anything to do with my life and what I'm doing. I'm not trying to date Michael B. Jordan, so I'm good. Like whatever. But right. I, 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 I yeah. I don't. I don't response, get that. You know what I mean? But um, it's kind of funny because it came on the heels of the um, you saw his Vogue seventy three questions interview. I I saw that he put one out. I I didn't actually watch it. Oh, it's really good. It's really cute because his parents were at his house. Yeah, so I I meant to watch it when it first came out, and I, I just never circled back to it, so now I have to put it back on my radar. Yeah, so they, one of the questions was, what was, like, the craziest rumor you've heard about yourself? And he said that um, he doesn't date black women. It's, like, mm-hmm. one of the, you know, biggest rumors or craziest rumors mm-hmm. you've heard about himself. So my thing was, like, before that, I think it's kind of a, just a petty response because people are kind of just, like, um, I think most black women assumed he... One didn't date black women, and I think some made the assumption that he didn't date women at all. So when he goes, really, yeah, off of what? Just off of conjecture. He's seen with anybody, and then apparently his relationship with kind of his friendship with Ryan Coogler. I heard like some kind of, you know how people are. You you know can't be friends. There's always some kind of. You know, whatever. So, like, so there, you know, that was kind of floating around too. And then he does the Vogue seventy three questions and says that, and so people are like, "Yay, we have him!" And then he's they see him with, you know. So I think it's just kind of like a a petty response, but also one of the things like people like write these articles. This is one of the things I hate about social media. People write these articles with these like baiting titles, like Black Twitter, Black Women, or Boycotting Black Panther. But then when you kind of do a search of like the hashtag it's just a bunch of tweets from black men saying black women are going to boycott and not really actual black women saying they're boycotting right right okay well then it's so yeah so it's just people it's just people goading other people to yeah maybe do something or be some sort of have some sort of reaction yeah they're like oh they're gonna they like black women go cancel him like they canceled um tay Diggs and blah 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 and i'm just like no 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 and i mean and the the stupid thing is like it's not like it's mutually exclusive like one if he's actually even dating this woman who he was seen with if that was actually a date okay first of all because we don't even know that um just because he's maybe on a date with someone who's not black doesn't mean that he also therefore does not date black women like, it could be that he's just open to dating anyone who he's attracted to and feels like dating, despite, regardless of the color of their skin, which I cannot fault him for that. Why Why would I? Right. And honestly, I think he's in L.A., so honestly, like, there's just so many options. So There's like- so many options. And, and you're, he's in, a, well, and he's also in the industry, like. He's in the industry, He's fine. He is and, so fine. And got money. So it's kind of like, and like, it's happening right now. So I'm just like, 
he has his choice of any man or woman in all of <laughs> your, wherever. So let him. I'm like, you you do your thing. You know, concern me. So it really doesn't concern. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the other little ridiculous little viral thing I saw, and I was just like, get out of here. Get out. So stupid. Yeah. So um. In wait, tell me everything. So yes, I'm ready. Okay, tell me a couple things. Okay. So first, did you hear about Essence magazine? No. Okay, so start with like things that aren't ridiculous. So Essence magazine <laughs> is black owned again. It was purchased by Time Inc. a while back. Right, I remember uh, that. Yeah, so now it's owned by a new black-owned business group ran by um, the founder of Shea Moisture's parent company, Sundial Brands. Now, I can't remember the guy's name who's kind of heading, you know, the th- the business group up. Um, but, yeah, so... Awesome. First, yeah, awesome. But the first thing I thought, is this Shea Moisture's way of trying to get back on um, black women's good side? <laughs> oh, right, because of the whole thing of... Over the summer with the um Yeah, that commercial. Yes. And their oh, response. God. So I was like, Well, if this is your way of um paying penance or trying to appeal to us to get back on our good side, thank you. Because I would love to see the return of S not that the editor of Essence isn't like amazing, but I'm looking to see a return of the Essence that I kind of grew up with. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they'll, you know, Shea Moisture is going to, who knows? Maybe they'll give it the Shea Moisture treatment. Who knows? (laughs) Bring out the butters. Bring out the butters. Bring out the butters. I'm going to be cautiously optimistic about that. Another um, thing that's, like, very exciting, I'm sure you've seen it, because I think I shared it on Facebook, Chef Bay is doing big things. I did see a little post about your chef, Bay. Yes, so Roy Choi, who says that he's my chef, Bay, and everything, Bay. He did write um, that down in ink. He did write that down. Yes, he did. Um, has a new line of condiments and a food kit at Williams Sonoma, another one of my favorite places in the world. So, so has, cool. Yeah, it's so cool, like doing big things in 2018. So he has a pinch of L.A., which is so cute. I just want the 10 because it's really cute. It's, like, it's kind of like the L.A. It's kind of like the Dodgers L.A. Oh, uh, that's cool. Bronzo's really cute. So Korean seasoning, salt, and rub. And he has nice. a spicy um, sauce, a garlic everything sauce, and a toasted sesame sauce. Oh, and- that all sounds so good. Right, so I went to the website because when I saw it on his Facebook, I went immediately to the website to see if I could order these things. And um, one of the things that he mentioned, which was his cheesy ramen kit, ooh, on his Facebook, yeah, him and I know David Chang makes a, like a cheesy ramen, and it looks so good. So I was like, I want that in my mouth now. But I didn't see it on <laughs> the website, so I'm gonna try to venture out to uh, William Sonoma. Um, sometime this week so I can see if they have it in the stores and if not um, uh, you just may have to send it to me so uh, <laughs> I was going to like wait I see an assignment and <laughs> I see an assignment on my horizon hold on hold you on you support 
Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, it's kind of cute because his mom also has, like, a sauce line. I think it's called, like, Mama Sauce or something like that. So it's really That's cute. very sweet. Yeah. So those are, like, the good things. Those are two very good things. Yeah. And so a couple of, like, little messy things. Um, Jesse Williams, who um, was woke bay for so long not necessarily me but like you know just for just black women in general mm-hmm. he was like woke bay you know whatever and he fought from grace after um filing for a divorce from his wife who we love who we loved and taking up with um minka kelly yes so, you know, that kind of good or bad, again, you know, th- uh, in this case, black women did. Um, oh, yeah. Folks folks were up in arms, for sure. People were up in arms, because one, it's kind of like, you know, whether it's rational or not, you know, this response with this person we don't know, it's kind of like, <laughs> you can't put yourself out there as I'm black and black, I'm super woke, you know, the black family, revere the black woman. And then divorce your black wife and start dating a non-black person. Like it's it's just the optics. Again, it was like, really more of an optics thing than anything else. And I I think I think you're right in that it was you know it was the larger context of who he had sort of um, framed himself to be. Framed, yeah, like his his whole marketing package had become one thing, and mm-hmm. a big part of that was I I mean there were so many like articles and comments around the fact. Uh, like you know he's he's still with the girl that was with him back in the day when he wasn't anybody and you know yeah. and there was a lot of like just kind of like this sort of like grassroots support for their marriage and for her him being with her and her just being like a regular girl like he really was like the like our girl next door like we yeah, everybody, like, like we like we know this girl yeah, we know this girl. It's all like the whole Tyra thing too. I think you know we were all rooting for you. Like, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Divorce your wife. So yeah. So he um, apparently is going back to court to have his custody agreement modified. So apparently we are not the only ones who are upset. She is also very upset as well. Sure. Yeah. And so they were married, I think, like, 13 years or something, or together 13 years. So he was he stayed in his estranged wife, because they're not divorced yet, even though that happened, like, last spring, I think, he filed for divorce. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, that he's not adhering to their custody arrangements, um, which, one, he could stay the night with the kids if the visit falls on a weekend. And both Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve were on the weekends, and he wasn't able to stay with the kids. So I'm like, does that mean he, he can stay at their house? Because I would want him at my house. I mean, it's it seems, I don't know, it's, it does seem odd. Like, if you're estranged and you're in the middle of a divorce um, proceeding or whatever, yeah, like, why wouldn't you just do what everybody else on the planet does, pick up your kids and go somewhere? You know, like, well, whatever your custody is, like, take them to wherever you are and then bring them back. Like, isn't that what everybody does who has these arrangements? Well, no, because some, pe- some people do that, but some people also, like, they don't move the kids. They move. So, like, when he would come and stay at the house, she would go somewhere else. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I'm... Some people do that, too. 
So okay. the kids have like the normalcy and they're always in their home because their kids are under five, I think. Hmm. Oh, I'm you like, know, that's that's what they do. You're right. That's what they do on Billions. On what? That show, Billions. I think it's called Billions. Is it called Billions or Billion? Billions, yeah. It's on, um, I forget which of those. Which <laughs> it's like is... USA or something? No, it's like on, I think on Showtime. Okay. Um, it's with. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, but the <laughs> that, that's what that's. I just remembered. There's one of the main the main character and his wife were estranged at one point, and that's what they did. They like, um, they had two kids, and they he would come and move into the house on his days or whatever, and she would like get a hotel or something. So yeah. Yeah, and so the other thing is um, he claims that she only answers one out of three of his FaceTime calls, which he uses to connect with the kids. So I wonder if the times of his calls are prearranged, because unless they... I feel like I'm kind of, like, on her side with this. So I'm I'm clearly, like, <laughs> like trying to find reasons why he's being unreasonable. So I'm like, so... She, I was like, so... Are these times prearranged or pre like determined, or is he like just calling when he can fit it in and expecting her to just pick up the call like she doesn't have anything else to do but to wait for him to call? Right, you would think something like that, whether it's FaceTime or any kind of other thing, would be prearranged because everybody needs to be on the same page and you know. But I don't know. But then at the same time, it is like we are in a very like mobile society. Like you can kind of pretty much be anywhere and pick up a call or hand. You don't even have to pick it up yourself. You can just hand the phone to your kid and be like, your dad's calling and have them, pick. you know, like you don't even have to deal with it. Yeah. But they're like, again, yeah, like they're under five. Like, so they're like little. One of them is like maybe two or something. So whatever. And then he wants, so the point is he wants to set up a regular schedule where he can see the children two times a week. And again, my response was like, why didn't you do that in the beginning? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Except the, if the, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I just hope they get this worked out. and some For the kids, kids' sake. For the kids' sake. There really needs to be some healing there because they both seem very, very angry. And well, uh, 13 years is a long time, um, whether, you know, like they were together 13 years. I don't know what, what, how, you know, what percentage of that or what amount of that they were married, but regardless, like to be with somebody for 13 years, to have two kids with them, to, um, in her case, at the very least, you know, it's hard for, obviously it's, I think it's harder for me to see it from his perspective, but for her to have like, you know, kind of built this life with him you know from again when he was starting out and you know seeing yourself as kind of building a life building building helping build his career do you know and being there as kind of like in the supporting role or whatever um you know I just it's it's a long time to like have that you know sort of fall apart and divorce is messy and when there's kids involved it's messier and just the level of emotion and attachment like that's just hard yeah so like i said yeah there's some healing that needs to go on both their sides uh-huh. he was on the you know jay-z um filmed some video with the 444 um to accompany that uh-huh. 
you know, talk to different men about like relationships and cheating. And Jesse Williams was one of the people. And he talked about, you know, people accusing him of like leaving his wife for Mika Kelly. And he was like, you know, divorce is hard. It's painful. This is a person that I've loved, you know, with everything for 13 years and been through all this stuff with like, this is hard. This is not, you know, I'm not leaving my marriage because I thought my co-star was cute. Like that's not what's happening. So, you know, he did, you know, like share that. But again, I just have like the whole 444 thing. I'm just kind of like, oh, like you're almost 50, dude. It took you that long to realize you need to treat your wife like your wife. So anyway, yeah it's that's not surprising to me though i mean if you think about all the people that we know in the world yeah Yeah. that's true so yeah 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 so um so yeah so that was just like an interesting thing i guess i should say something nice i am but i guess i'm kind of on a tangent um well i'm not gonna put jesse williams in that category because you know he's not but moving on to no good negroes um (laughs) He'll be our stepping stone to the next category. Yeah, Ken Kendu Isaacs, who is the former husband of, well, no, he's still married. They're still married. Um, Mary J. Blige, her husband of uh, twelve years, and uh-huh. her former manager. Um, so recently, he came out saying that, um, well, he's continuing to be a hot mess, basically. Um, okay. So you will remember that he, I think I talked to you about it. He asked for a ridiculous amount of spousal support, like initially requesting like a hundred thousand dollars per month. He initially filed. Yes, that I recall. Insane. Yeah, yeah, going to support his children from other relationships, his mother, and like all of these things that he needed to sustain his lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. Travel and Mm -mm. you know rent, like just like for like a crazy amount of money. So just ridiculous stuff. Um. So um. He's basically now saying that um, his new thing um, that he's claiming um, is that he's, well, he's claimed previously that he's unable to work and provide for himself. Um, Now, this Negro is saying that he has experienced physical manifestations of stress and emotional distress from the divorce, which has caused him to be hospitalized. So, mind you, he's the one who takes her. Yeah. What are you, what physical manifestation of stress? That you gotta be hospitalized? What? I don't know. My thing is, how are you, you put all this, you brought the stress. Right. And I was like, how are you stressed when, you know, they didn't give him $100,000 a month, but Mary's paying him $30,000 a month. That is so insane to me. And he's tried to increase it because she wrote some, he called them quote unquote divorce songs, so has some more revenue. And uh-uh. so he wanted to increase it to 75, um, 65 or something like that. And the judge was like, no. No, sir. I'm sorry. But if you can't live on $30,000 a month that you're not even working for, like you're just receiving, like right. there, there's so something saying, desperately that's, wrong. That's messing up. He can't find a job because she fired him. Um, and like nobody wants to hire him to manage them because you know how he he did marry wrong and all that kind of stuff. Well, then you shouldn't have done marry wrong, right? Oh, she's also <laughs> paying his legal fees, so it's like a hundred thousand oh, dollars in legal fees. I can't. 
So yeah, I'm just like over him. Like I'm just like, why are you doing this to our Mary? Like all of us want another good, you know, Mary been done wrong. Like produce like you know, great means great album. Yeah, it does make for good music. Makes good music, but we don't need her to go through all this. You know, no older now. She don't need to be out, you know, dancing on the road with Diddy. Like, you know, that doesn't, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's not right. Happen. So, just wrong. And so, I hope that she's able to kind of, the divorce hearings um, begin in March. So, hopefully, things get settled quickly and she's able to kind of move on and hopefully not have to pay so much. Get a job. Get a job, dude. Like, I... And honestly, again, you're receiving for nothing $30,000 a month. Like, if you can't figure out, you could not get a job. Like, I... (laughs) That is such an enormous amount of money. If you can't figure out how to live well, I mean, well off of that, I'm sorry, sir. I have no tears. No, no, I have nothing for you. Nothing. I have absolutely nothing for you at all. Ugh. So, so yeah, so, ugh, disgusting. Oh, and one more, like, kind of thing that I just thought about. Grownish, I believe, is premiering tonight. Yes, I'm so excited for our little girl. She's so sweet. So cute. Oh, she's so cute. So, yeah, cannot wait to watch it. Cannot wait to watch it. I'm I'm hoping, I'm assuming that Hulu will pick it up and do the, like, day after thing, you know, because that's my, Hulu and Netflix, those are my primary means of watching stuff. So, uh, yeah, I've been very much, like, watching all the little trailers and just (laughs) looking forward to it. And I, I watched, I just watched before you and I got on today um last night's episode of um blackish so that was good i haven't seen so i need to get back on that because i was wondering like yeah so i'm glad that they're back you know when this is us is coming back i believe it's it's i think it's this week um if not if not it's definitely next week like it was it was one of it was right at the top of january like i remember thinking we didn't have to wait long Okay, good. So those, you know, those are my must-see TV. Black. Oh my gosh, absolutely. The pretty much like the shows. I guess when Scandal comes back on, I'll finish watching this last season of Scandal, and then I'm done. So yeah, don't watch too much TV anymore, which is kind of funny. Besides my like, um, repeat viewings of um West Wing or. Um, oh, speaking of scandal, did you see that little um, teaser that there's going to be a, a, a mashup of uh, the two Shonda Rhimes ABC shows? Um, oh, I thought like the murder was the case and um... murder was the case, yeah, and um, and and scandal. Murder, yes, yes. <laughs> refer to how to get away with murder as murder was the case because I could never I could when it first came on I could never remember the name of the show I can we couldn't remember the name of the show and you and I were talking about it and we were like we, it was right it was before it had even aired right and then we were, I was like and you're like you know the new shot around show and I was like yeah 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 it's um 
murder was the case that they gave me. And you were like, that is not the name. <laughs> yeah, I knew it wasn't that. <laughs> so it was so, so that's been the running inside joke that we now call it murder was the case, even though we know that that's not the name of the show. Yeah. I'm aware of the name, but I stopped watching it. Like, I didn't get past the first season of that show because it came on late and I would try to watch it. I would always fall asleep on it and there are just too many things going on. And I was just like, I'm not invested enough. So, no thank you. It's very complicated, but I have hung in there, and my sister and I are both actually still watching it. Um, so, and the thing is, it's one of those, it's like a train wreck, really, because there's, it's, it's so raunchy, and, like, so many, like, just yucky, like, gross, like, storylines, and whatever, the relationships, it's like one of those, like, who hasn't slept with who at this point, and whatever, so, like, there's that aspect of it that's just a train wreck, but like a train wreck, like, we just can't take our eyes off of it. Like, we kind of do want to find out, like, in terms of the current storyline, like, what's going to happen? How is it going to pan out? So, yeah, my sister and I are still watching it. Yeah, it's kind of funny because with Shonda Rhimes shows, like, Scandal is the only one I've made it this far along with. And, oh, my gosh, I've wanted to give up so many times along the way. You have, you have, but you have I, somehow made it through. I was like, that's it? I'm done? And then <laughs> somehow I come back. And so um, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I'm trying to hang in there now. The final season, you know, the final season of even shows that I like. I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, you're the worst with the I'm done. Yeah, because I'm like, Again, my whole belief is television is there to entertain me. When it's no longer entertaining, I stop watching. I don't care where I am. Like, The Office was, like, painful for me to finish watching. I, like, tried so hard to hang in there. And I loved The Office. It was such a good show. But, like, such a good show. The last two seasons, when they bought Will Ferrell, who I love Will Ferrell, and I was like, this is ridiculous. And when they bought Idris Elba, again, I love <laughs> Well, who doesn't love Idris Elba? Right. Come on well, now. Come on now. Come on now. We're human. Red-blooded. I am a red-blooded American girl. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I was just like, they, no, like, stop it. So, yeah, I, I, I just can't. So... Yeah, so uh, scandal like you, I'm hanging in there with you. We're there. We're almost there, and it's. I mean, the storyline—they're doing a good job. Like Shonda, the writers—they're doing a good job with this last season. Like it's definitely, I definitely need to know what happened to Quinn. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, like we need to. Fi- we this is. We need to figure this out. And and then how are how are they going to leave things? Like what's you know like how is this going to end? Because this whole, you know, Olivia gone gone rogue kind of thing that they're doing and how is she going to come full circle like all of that like I need I to know. know one thing if they if this series ends with her and Fitz I'm going to scream Shonda Rhimes get ready I'm sending you nasty letters <laughs> 
I know. I've never been. I've never been team fit. Never. I was like, so I, you know, I love Jake so much. So I've always been team Jake or whatever, but I was like, just. Yeah, no, I think I've been team celibacy for Olivia. I need her to sit down somewhere. She's doing, her and her miracle thighs are doing too much. Uh, but she needs to stop. Just, it's, <laughs> that's, that's the team I've been. I'd be like, you know what? No, you need to put that on ice and cool. Uh, go cool down somewhere because it's, it's too much. It's, it's getting a little too much. Uh, too, it's the circuit that it's on. It's a little too much for me. Oh, Lord. I would give a little show to Shonda Rhimes. Huh? No, it's like the cute little show from to Shonda Rhimes. I don't know, but I am very excited for Yara Shahidi. She is so cute, and it's oh, just fun to see this her, new her, iteration. Her and her family on Instagram, they're so cute. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I'm following her on Instagram. She's Dorbs and um this new iteration of kind of like this I guess millennials, um different world kind of a thing is gonna be fun to watch. Oh exciting. And I never even thought about the different world kind of thing, but yeah, that's gonna be awesome because different world was like the bomb. All time favorite. Like, you know, I loved it more than the Cosby show. Um, and the Cosby show was like epic, but you know, kind of more of my childhood, but that was more of like my, you know, high school years and college years, like a different world. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see what, how that, how this turns out. So, yay. yay. (laughs) New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. So, um, I, had a lovely New Year's Eve in my pajamas. <laughs> um, I really was like I this I I was feeling all this pressure mainly from you to figure out to how, what to do or go somewhere and do something. And at first, one it's a, it's the usual LA thing. Like there's there's everything to do and also like nothing to do. Like nothing that I wanted to do. The only thing that I really thought that I might go do, um, or go attend, I should say, um, was um, my previous church, Faithful Central, has their big, like, 10 p.m., like, you know, uh, watch night service, watch night service, or whatever, and, um, and that's always fun, but I thought of it very late, and also just felt like, um, I didn't want to go by myself. So then it was like, okay, well then who's going to come, um, talk to one of our friends, you know, that she was like maybe interested in going, but it was, she was sort of on the fence and I was kind of like, I was sort of on the fence too. So, you know, it was just one of those things where I was kind of like, and then I was at work that day, the, the actual new, the new year's Eve day was my first shift back at work. Oh. And, um, so, and it was actually pretty like to, like today was my first like real shift back because when I was there on Sunday it was pretty chill um the hospital was super busy but I I didn't have a really hard shift um but as I talked to people everybody was like oh no I'm not doing anything or I don't know I'm back on tomorrow so I'm not you know whatever and like really the majority of people didn't have any plans so at some point I decided you know what 
I'm here at work today. It's gonna, and it was already cold that day. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, I really don't feel like dressing up or figuring this out or contacting any more people to try and see like, well, what are you doing or whatever. So at some point, I really just like relinquished myself from this obligation to f- figure something out. And the moment I did that, it was like this freedom. I'm like, no, I could just, what do you feel like doing? And I was like, I feel like staying home. Feel like watching a movie. Um, I had already made my really yummy black-eyed peas. That new recipe that I tried that was so good. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I already have dinner figured out. I had a coupon for my uh, Susie Cakes cupcakes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, and it was one of those things like it expired at the end of the year or whatever. So I was like, I could go to Susie Cakes, pick up some cupcakes get you know just kind of get myself together so yeah so I just ended up just planning out like exactly like what I wanted to do and it was lovely I came home from work and I took the dog on his long walk early so that was out of the way I like took a bath very like early in the evening so that was out of the way and I looked up what movies um were street like what new releases were streaming on Amazon? That was that's my other streaming thing, on Amazon Prime. Um, and saw um, that that Martin Scorsese movie from last year, Silence, uh, which I'd never got to see in the movie theater, that that was on there, and I was like, oh hey, I've been wanting to watch this, and it was one of those long like kind of epic Scorsese films. So yeah, so I was like, okay, we're that's on Prime. I've got my Black eyed peas over rice, delicious. Um, made myself a little drink, watched my movie, popped a little popcorn, ate a cupcake, and you know, I kind of paused around midnight and looked around and was like, all right, happy new year to the dog and the cat. And um, that was it. Probably went to bed around 12.30. It was terrific. Sounds good. It Sounds- was lovely. And honestly, I didn't go out for New Year's. Like, we were going to go to this play- this lounge thing, and we just kind of dragged our heels about um, getting tickets. And so by the time we decided to do that, it was sold out. So, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that. That so was that. I, I was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. You know, with some friends. Stayed with... Um, their in-laws and so it's just like a house full of people um my friend um and his brother had to work so they worked new year's eve night and got home just like right before midnight oh wow yeah and so which was nice and so we were basically like all the late the kids were playing and we were basically like we watched girls trip the night before luckily it was like a little bit of an intervention. We decided to go Saturday night and um, get some adult beverages because they had some, but we we're like, I think we need some more. And they're like, well, you want to wait till tomorrow? And they're like, no, 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 let's just go right now. So that night, Saturday night, we went out and went to this place. I think it was called Red. So it's kind of like a BevMo, like good stuff. Mm-hmm. And we basically left with boxes of alcohol, like the world was. Wow. And it was just kind of like, let's try this. Well, let's try this. Let's try this. So 
we came back with a lot of stuff and we walked in the door and the guys are like, what? <laughs> right. Are, are we opening a bar? What is happening? <laughs> and they like set it all up against the counter. It was crazy. And so, you know, we just kind of hung out. Like I, we had like wings and pizza and stuff that night. And then New yeah. Year's Eve, um, we realized we were going to, um, we did some shopping and we we're going to, um, Later, we went to the store to kind of get food for New Year's Eve for dinner and, like, just to kind of nosh on and snack on or whatever. And we saw signs all over the store. So, apparently, um, Tennessee is dry on Sunday. So, they had signs. They had all these alcohol displays all throughout the store. And so, on them were signs saying, sorry for the inconvenience, but we are not selling alcohol on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. And I was like, why? Because we were actually thinking of picking up, like, some champagne, too. Like, so we were, like, actually thinking of buying more alcohol that day. Right. I'm like, really? Right. Because I was like, yeah, we don't have any, like, champagne. We didn't forget champagne. Like, there was, like, some whiskey. There was Moscato. There was, like, Riesling, there was vodka, there was all manner of spirits in wine, but no like sparkling. And so, um, so we get to the counter, like, we're gonna have to ask somebody. I was like, well, y'all lived in Tennessee, like, what's the deal? They're like, I don't know. And I was like, is it because of the Sunday? Is it dry on Sunday? And they're like, I don't remember that. Cause my friend moved away, like, mm-hmm. so she's like, I don't remember that. So we asked the cashier, and she was like, yeah, it's kind of like the perfect storm. So we don't sell alcohol on Sundays and we don't sell alcohol on holidays. So that's why. On holidays? Why on holidays? Well, I'm thinking because people tend to drink a lot and there's accidents and blah, blah, blah. So. People, so they don't sell alcohol on holidays. I don't know, but I was like, well, thank you, Lord. I, we were like cracking it. We were like, well, thank God. We were able Nothing to God. <laughs> Nothing God. Nothing <laughs> God. Thank God. And we were like, oh my God, not thank God. But we were like, oh my God, we're so ridiculous. We were like, whew, that was a close one. We were able yeah, to stock call. up and stockpile our alcohol before we were no longer able to get anything. So, yeah, so we went back, prepared, like, all the food, like, charcuterie platters and, you know, like, lasagna and, like, just chips and dips and fruit. Just, like, just a bunch of little stuff to nosh on and cupcakes also. We also had cupcakes. And, um, mm, yum. Yeah, and so we were just drinking and talking. The kids were upstairs. And the kids ended up falling asleep. Oh, we watched Girls Trip while we were doing that, which is always fun. And the kids fell asleep. They were all asleep by midnight. They would not wake up. They were exhausted. And so wow. we were playing all manner of music and laughing and talking and drinking and just having us a good old time. And then I literally went to sleep at like 1210 because I <laughs> And exhausted. So, right, right. A long day of shopping with the kids and all of that. And so I was just like, I'm exhausted. I need a nap. I didn't take a nap. I should have had one. 
But yeah, so that was my New Year's Eve. So I always wanted it to be low key, but I thought low key would have been going to a lounge. But low key was like stayed in. Y'all had your own lounge. You made your own lounge. Yes, we really did. And one of um, of my friends' um, in laws, they have like a like a sixteen year old son, and so he had come home before, and we were just like you know drinking and laughing and talking. Ah! And like dancing, you know, they're, you know, dancing around and like Cardi B and all that kind of stuff. And he comes down the stairs and looks, just kind of like shakes his head and like goes back upstairs. Like, see, the 16 year olds <laughs> got more sense than all y'all. <laughs> so, yes, it was hilarious. And oh, and while I finally got your Christmas gift, thank you so much. Yay, I'm so glad. Were you surprised? I was surprised because I was like, what the heck is this? Because I could kind of hear, like, some, like, shaking. And I was like, what the heck is this? This is so weird. I was like, well, I know it's going to be something I like because you're really good at, like, listening and getting (laughs) (laughs) So, and I'm just kind of a wild card. I was like, I think this. I think, you know, I kind of give people what I want to give them. (laughs) Right. You're funny. Really listening. Like, you know, I was like, Oh my god, I like mentioned this and she remembered. So I am a diehard LA Dodgers fan. Die hard. Bleed yes. blue. I bleed blue. 2017 was almost the most magical year because So close. So close. They made it to the World Series and I was so excited. I was also very upset because this is the first year that I actually didn't go to a game because I had moved um, and I didn't get to make the game. I was out of town when they came to Atlanta. So I was just like heartbroken. But I did go to one Braves game. And the reason why I went to a Braves game is because it was Matt Kemp bobblehead day. And Matt Kemp was one of my (laughs) favorite Dodgers. So I braved an Atlanta Braves game. I will never do it again uh, <laughs> because that was traumatic. Yeah, you were traumatized by that. With the tomahawk chop and all those people, traumatic. So I was like, I can't do this ever again, but I braved it for the Matt Kemp um, bobblehead. But and I did complain because I didn't have his bobblehead for, like, I have a figurine of Matt Kemp, um, but I don't have, like, the Matt Kemp bobblehead. So Andrea gave me the Matt Kemp bobblehead. So I was so excited. I like literally like opened it up and like, okay, there were a million packing peanuts in there. They were all over the car. And all <laughs> there um, were. That's how it came pretty much. Like I got it out of the box um, so that I could wrap it. But I basically put it back in the same box that it arrived in and just put a new label on it. I was like, okay, packing peanuts all over the place. Like, I was, like, <laughs> scooping them into my scarf because I was in the car when I opened it. Scooping them into my scarf and, like, trying not to get them all over the place. And they were, like, sticking to my scarf and my coat and because it was, like, <laughs> seven degrees in Nashville. So I had on so many layers of clothes. It was just ridiculous. So I was like, yay, I have my Maddie, who is now, again, a Dodger. A Dodger, and I was so glad that he was going to have the same number, because yeah. I was like, okay, this will still, like, this will, you know, like, I figured you'd like it regardless, but I was like, 
when you confirmed that he was still going to be number 27, I was like, okay, good. Then still going to be like really relevant too. Cause yeah. now he's back. Yeah. And so. I still think about you asking me those questions. I was like, okay, there's a reason why she's asking me this question. Cause usually she will not be asking me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't care about no baseball. No right. Body. So I was like, okay, there's a reason why she's asking me. But I'm just not going to think too much about it. I'm just going to, talk because that's what I like to do (laughs) (laughs) answer questions about your favorite sport and your favorite guy in that sport yeah see he is not baseball bay because that belongs to um Andre Ethier but he's close the only reason why he isn't is because he isn't age appropriate he's super young so but love him wow he's returning back to the Dodgers, hoping he's gotten his act together mm-hmm. uh, and he makes a contribution and hopefully we can go back to the big game and win in 2018. That is Very my good. hope for 2018. No. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, that's not, I'm sure you and every other Dodger fan in Los Angeles. Yeah, see, it was so, wasn't it so exciting? Even you got caught up in it. Yeah, no, I will say this. So, okay, so that's one of the things that we're opposite in. Like, Kristen is a huge baseball fan and obviously a huge, specifically Dodger fan. I hate baseball. Like, I find it to be the most boring sport. I don't understand how people sit through it, how people watch it on TV. I feel like it takes forever. Anyway, um, but about football which no one understands no one understands because it's totally doesn't make any sense uh, five minutes to set up a 30 second oh play goodness. i don't it's it doesn't watching people move around and oh my god i was watching that um the rose bowl i was like who am i even right now i'm yeah i'm surprised you were watching college ball that was random now you know that wasn't me yeah, so I was like, um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so, but all that notwithstanding, when this, you know, this past fall, when the Dodgers were in the World Series, it really was an, an I've never experienced this with any other sport. Because, I mean, obviously, like, the Lakers have been, you know, world champions, you know, and so it's not like, that's a you know and even um a new thing in LA. yeah it's not like something new like you know um am i what am i um forgetting are the name of our hockey team um oh, the kings the kings i was thinking kings but i was like that's not right okay yeah the kings okay. um so like that's that's you know we've we've had we have champions in la like that's not a new thing but there was something about you know there's something about baseball fans and i think that so many people our diehard Dodger fans that there was literally, it felt like there was literally an electricity in the city. Like from the minute. Yeah. And you missed it. Like I I was like, why am I caught up in this? Like, why do I care? But I was so invested one, just because it was, you couldn't escape it. It was like a palpable thing. If everybody was talking about it, Everybody, like, you know, I work at a hospital, so everybody had on their, like, every day, like, everybody had some version of their, like, L.A. Dodger blue scrubs on. Um, people were representing somehow. Um, oh, so glorious. And, and just everywhere you went, like, people had their flags on their cars, their whatever. People had gear on, like, from the moment the series started on through to the end of it. 
and um and you know and i was you know at my friend's house our mutual friend mm-hmm. and you know they had the game on and we're you know like and i'm like watching it like invested like at a level that i've never like watched it like any baseball game with this yeah, much, like we've been like at a baseball game like so close like, <laughs> and she was like i'm sure someone would really be enjoying this right now <laughs> yeah i was like this seat is wasted on me like right here by the field somebody else would really appreciate this oh gosh it was so bad. So, but yeah. So, but it like I said, the the World Series was very cool because it was like palpable, inescapable, like electricity across the city, um, enthusiasm around just their being in the series, enthusiasm, and enthusiasm, enthusiasm. Um, <laughs> and um, and um, and then um, and then also, I really felt like for your sake and we have a couple of other friends from church who are really diehard Dodger fans um like I was also like invested on behalf of my friends who I knew were like dying for them to win like I wanted them to win like just so that you guys would be so happy like it's like everybody was, you know like I was like I was excited like on their behalf like I was like okay like I don't care like I don't have a horse in this game at all but like I want them to win, like, for them, because I knew that people would be, like, head over heels, like, elated. So it was, it was, like, and then I was genuinely disappointed when they did it. Like, I was like, why am I, like, on this emotional roller coaster? I don't even <laughs> like baseball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my it's gosh. epic. It's hilarious. So that was, like, yeah, that was, even though they lost, and honestly, I'm just still so happy they went. Like, it was such, like, a fun time. Like, it's been since, you know, it's been, like, the late 80s, 88, since they've been. And it's just been, like, since they went, you know, so it's just like, ah, this is so exciting. And so, um, yeah, I'm just so happy. And, again, like, it's just, like, memories of going to baseball games with my dad and Mm -hmm. all of that. And so it's just, it was just, it was great. And, like, you know, if they lost to anybody, you know, it's I'm not mad at them losing to Houston because Houston had such a rough year. Yeah, they you did. Know, they deserved to win. So, you know, I was just like, you know, I'm not even mad. Like they, you know. They, yeah. And even from an outsider's perspective, it was such an evenly matched series. You know, clearly like they like, you know, went back and forth and back and forth with the wins and, you know, the losses. Um, and I feel like any time a series is like that, you feel like, OK, like the two the two proper teams made it this far. Like, you know, they're evenly matched. They're evenly, you know, like they're having it's a real like battle to the end. And it's not like. You know, like, I know that it's a big deal, like, when a team, like, sweeps, you know, and just takes all, like, four of seven, like, right off the bat or whatever, but I feel like it was that that's definitely, like, less, you know, it's kind of anticlimactic, you know, so, um, so I thought it was exciting for that reason, too, that it was just like, okay, now they're down, now they're up, now they're down, you know, so that was cool. All right. So, yeah, oh, my God, we've yammered on so long have like, we oh my gosh man yeah, i think our goal is should be our goal is an hour but we seem to somehow not be hitting that mark by at least a good 30 40 minutes every week like now. 40 minutes yeah like yeah 
after like an hour. Um, and we're like, yes, did it. Like, boom, done. And now, like, yeah, we talk too much. That we talk too much. That's we hope you enjoy it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a podcast. It is. And that's, that's why I was like, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, we're right? talking. We're talking. It's a podcast. We're... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. We said that we will tell you everything. And, and we're telling you. Everything. We're here. We're two to our name. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm so tired. Yeah, and, and it's so early. late there. Yeah, it is. It's so late here or early morning. <laughs> I'm going to hit up my local coffee shop and then nice. go about my day dealing with my continuing the saga of my car um huh. we'll have to hear about that next week well i hope so because i hope there's a freaking revolution there's like three <laughs> separate things going on with my car right now so oh. <laughs> that are like unrelated to each other right but all causing me a major headache so yeah uh, so all right well that's our little like uh yeah, our little uh, not a spoiler, but our little uh, tease for Teaser next week. For next Teaser week. for next week. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you this. So, like, mm. okay, you know my Facebook page because all the stuff that was going on last week, I you know kind of posted about like all the things going on. So one of the guys in my in the office um, came up to me. He's like, "Oh my god, I love your Facebook." And I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" So I didn't know he's talking about like the business page or. Because he's uh-huh. like, oh, they're my personal. He's like, no, like, you know, you were talking about the storage. And then, like, you know, you were talking about, like, your, the car accident. He was like, I was like, I was just, like, rooting for you. Oh, that is hysterical. Amen for just like, random people rooting yeah. for you. He's like, are you by yourself? And I was like, yeah, I was by myself. He's like, and I was like, who's helping her? <laughs> like, I'm for oh, you. that is hysterical. I love it. And we were just, like, in the hallway talking. I literally fell out. I was like, that is hilarious. That is great. But yeah, I was like, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. That's all you can say. Yeah, really. Because I was like, oh, there's still some things going on that have yet to be resolved. So we'll see. We'll Not see. Good. <laughs> all right, girl. All well, right. I will talk to you later. Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. We're available on Pocket Pass, Google Play, Overcast, and iTunes. You can subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. Also, please like us on our Facebook page. Have questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Give us an email at waittellmeeverything at gmail.com. <laughs>